today. More bombshell accusations hurled against the Biden regime and the DOJ for running interference for the Biden crime family. Mayor Eric Adams caught in a despicable lie about a fallen police officer and House Republicans launch an inquiry into BlackRock and Vanguard for potentially violating antitrust laws. We've got all of that and more coming up and it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, and the New York Post exclusively obtained a 14-minute video from Gal Luft. This is a fugitive former Israeli army officer who claimed he was arrested in Cyprus to stop him from testifying to the House Oversight Committee. Luft alleges that he provided evidence of the Biden family corruption to the DOJ and to the FBI all the way back in 2019, but didn't hear anything until he was arrested. Here is some of Luft's video. Watch. Good day. My name is Dr. Gal Luft. For the past 20 years, I have been the co-director of the Institute for the Analysis of Global Security, a Washington-based think tank focused on energy security. For the past 15 years, I've been a resident of Israel. And for four years, I was senior advisor to the China energy company CFC, at the same time of its dealings with the Biden family. Under normal circumstances, I would be testifying before Congress about my experience with CFC. Sadly, due to circumstances I shall describe here in this video, uh, I am forced to tell you this story via video. My ordeal goes back to uh, a fatal decision I made in March of 2019 to share with the US government my knowledge about the Biden family's relations with CFC. As I said, it was in March of 2019 in a two-day uh, session at the US Embassy in Brussels. I insisted that the meeting take place in March because at the time there were rumors that Joe Biden was planning to run for president. I saw it as my civic duty to alert the government beforehand and give it enough time to probe the issue. I want to be clear, I'm not a Republican, I'm not a Democrat, I have no political motive or agenda. I did it out of deep concern that if the Bidens were to come to power, the country would be facing the same traumatic Russia collusion scandal, only this time with China. Sadly, because of the DOJ's uh, cover-up, this is exactly what happened. Now, obviously, we don't have time to play the full uh, 14 minutes, but I want to play a couple other parts for you here. He went on to explain that he was actually the first person who tipped off the feds uh, about Rob Walker and that Hunter had actually a mole within the federal government. And, and just as a reminder, Rob Walker is, of course, Hunter's, they call him the bag man. This is, of course, Hunter's business associate who helped him funnel all of this money from CEFC. Here is the doctor on that. Watch. Over an intensive two-day two meeting, um, I shared my information about the Biden family's financial transactions with CFC, including specific dollar figures. I also provided the name of Rob Walker, who later became known as Hunter Biden's 
tagman. Uh, yet, as we now know today from the whistleblower testimony, uh, Gary Shapley, it took the DOJ a whole 21 months to probe the issue and to actually talk to Walker. But perhaps the most alarming information I revealed was of a mole within the DOJ who shared classified information with Hunter Biden and his Chinese partners. I told the DOJ that Hunter was closely associated with a very senior retire, retired FBI official who had distinct physical characteristic. He had one eye. Uh, so his account of, of course, Rob Walker being there, the vice president, then Vice President Joe Biden being there, the presence at that meeting was corroborated 21 months later when the FBI actually ended up interviewing Rob Walker, according to the recent IRS whistleblower testimony that we have covered here on this program. Uh, Luft also disclosed that during the Brussels interview, CEFC was paying $100,000 a month to Hunter Biden, $65,000 a month to his uncle Jim Biden in exchange for their FBI connection and use of the Biden name to promote China's Belt and Road Initiative around the world. And, of course, that money was being funneled through Rob Walker. Now, after he came forward with this information, Luft was charged with illegal arms trading and acting as an unregistered foreign agent and lying to the FBI. He says he was forced to skip bail in Cyprus in April while awaiting extradition because he said, I did not believe I will receive a fair trial in a New York court. Smart man. Now, Luft has also called on the DOJ to release his indictment and the evidence against him to the public so that the public, the American citizens, can see for themselves what the DOJ is hiding. Watch. So let me propose an idea. Why won't the DOJ make my indictment public? Do it. Make my day. Put it on your website so that every American can see the nature of the allegations against me, the quality of the evidence, and the length the government is willing to go to weaponize the justice system to punish whistleblowers like me. I have another idea. Why won't the FBI submit to Congress the minutes from the Brussels meeting? Let everybody see what happened in Brussels. Why not? I think I have a feeling I know. Why not? Here to discuss this and more, we have Eric July, a Blaze TV contributor and founder and owner of Ripaverse Comics and Jakob Williams, Blaze TV contributor and host of The Bottom Line. We've got the dynamic duo today, oh, yeah. ready to tear it up. Um, with brother Eric. Oh, yeah. I just, this house of cards is just, just falling in. It seems every day there's another card that has fallen. Um, there are no links to which the DOJ and the deep state won't go to cover for their preferred, I, I mean, I would say, I mean, it's a, it's a preferred candidate at this point, or maybe even before he was even, he had even announced candidacy, because as Luft says in this 14-minute video, he says he had heard word that Joe Biden was planning to announce that he was running for president, and that was when he set up this meeting, because he said, if this person is trying to run for president, I need to alert, I need to alert the highest levels of authority 
that this guy was involved in some deep, deep corruption before he runs for president. It's probably also a CYA um, as well, because it's like once that happens, the nature of any administration or potential administration is start covering the track. So they were going to make his way and he might have got Hillary Clinton uh, before you knew it. And we maybe don't hear. I I think and that's what he's not saying. But I honestly think this was a CYA. It's like I better get ahead of this. This is important information. Two things can be true. I need to get ahead of this. But this is also important information and and you know yeah Biden's crackhead ass son being involved in this uh, doesn't at all surprise I don't think anybody here um, but you know to the level of what Joe Biden is doing and you wouldn't know this because you, you know you've worked in kind of done some film and you understand kind of the industry and how it works that stuff type of weird stuff happens within that industry as well working with either Chinese companies which technically they're all ran through the CCP uh, e- either way and you know Everything's an exchange, man. Everything's an exchange. This is why China is such a such an attractive thing for a lot of business owners. And I use that term loosely. It's a great way to cover your tracks. It's also um, a great way to get easy money. Right. So that the president, I mean, this is this is all obvious The Biden's haven't done anything. Right. Joe Biden specifically has been a politician forever, like longer than I've literally been alive. Right. He, he has been around the block. And you don't amass the wealth that he and his family has unless you did some crooked stuff, to be fair. But there's nothing that we can even actually point to, like what expertise in electricity or whatever does does Hunter Biden have? To my knowledge, none, none. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, America, but to my knowledge, none. It's just it's pay for play, as we always say here on the, on this show. So it doesn't at all surprise me. I know he's going through his experience, a doctor there. Because, like I said, he's putting forth some information and some damning, damning evidence. And considering that now he's the, the, <laughs> he's the president now, he's out, he got a little more pull than what he uh, what he initially had, let's say, before. So this could get certainly ugly. And the fact that I because I, I know he said he was working for Washington right now. He's in Israel, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Right. So, well. If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. No, uh, he was, he's uh, from Israel, but I believe. No, he said, I know he said he was there 15 years, and that's when he was working with um, with the uh, CC. Yeah, CFC. Uh, CFC. Yeah, right. So uh, I don't know if he's still over there. Um, I would like to imagine that maybe that's the case because being over here is probably just dangerous as all all get out if he actually is. But this shouldn't surprise anybody, guys. This is polit- politics at play, right? When you see. The net worth of these guys change in the form that it does. Soon as they get in the office and you're like, oh, two years after the fact, now they're worth X amount of money when their salary doesn't co- cover for anything near that. It's more than likely they're doing stuff like this. And Hunter, crackhead as he is, he he's smart enough to understand that his name ha- has pool, you know, so and that's that's attractive to certainly the Chinese. So this doesn't at all surprise me. So, Yaku, just to add to that, um, it you know, it's Hunter. It's Jim. It's all, all of these relatives that we've seen. We've seen the bank transactions, giving, sending, depositing all of this money, this these large sums of money. $100,000 a month? There's nothing that I'm willing to bet that he's providing that allows, that, that it will get him that. Correct. But, I mean, you add on to that the compounding, you know, facts of this guy is saying Joe Biden met with Hunter and the reps from CEFC. He met with them. 
with them in, you know, in all of this pay to play scheme. So it's you can't just say, oh, well, you can't fault Joe for what Hunter was doing and what Jim was doing and what Naomi Biden was doing and what Hallie Biden was doing and what all of the Bidens seem to be doing, except for Joe. You can't fault him for that. He's attending the freaking meetings. Almost. You were close. Myself. You were close. He's attending. I feel like I have to be on my best behavior. In front of <laughs> He's attending the meetings with these organizations and what? They're just, you know, shooting the crap? Yeah, let's, let's remember in 2019, as the doctor is saying, Joe Biden had already been mm-hmm. a vice president. Mm-hmm. So you are in the executive branch. Let's understand that. Three branches of government. He was an executive branch member. That group is so small in the 240 plus years of our nation's history. So there's accountability to that. But I want to say this. To take a page out of your book and out of my wife's book as screenplay writers, you could not script this better. And this is how you would do it if you were China. Of course, you would pick the crackhead son. Absolutely. To be the fall boy. Absolutely. Of course, you would position him to be the the plausible deniability. Well, I mean, come on. It's it's the outcast. It's the prodigal. Of course, you would implicate the next president, Mm -hmm. which they already selected and tapped. The doctor heard it was going to happen before it was announced. Of course, you would implicate the family because you need to control the Oval Office. This is literally how you would script it if we were writing a movie script today. You would take Lex Luthor (laughs) and you would position him correctly. And this is how you would do it. Mm-hmm. It is not even that imaginative. It's just that corrupt yeah. and that they would sell America out. This tells you that Joseph Biden, as a former executive branch member, sold the country out before taking office, which means he traded America. I think Glenn said it the other day. He traded, we broke this down. He traded every American based on the money they received for 33 cents on the dollar. He traded your freedom, your liberty, per American, pre-White House. It was orchestrated. He was chosen. Please go look into George W. Bush and his father. His father with his arms around Barack Obama when Barack Obama was, or, or Barry, was eight years old. These things are orchestrated. They're organized. That's why Trump was a freight train mm-hmm. that drove to, through status quo and destroyed it like a bull in a china shop because they didn't see it coming. They didn't position the family. They had no leverage. They couldn't pivot. This is how corrupt this government is. So when we say deep state, Sarah, uh-huh. I want people to understand. Wake up. Well, I, I also, to add to that point, I know we have to take a break in a second, but to add to that point, I mean, as, as disruptive as Trump was to the deep state, this still happened under his watch. This With was him. in 2019 when they started this cover-up. Joe Biden had not yet announced that he was even going to run for president. Yep. That's how deep this corruption goes. And I think there are a lot of people who go, well, if we can just win that next election, no. we're going we're gonna to solve it. This was happening under, like, not just a Republican president, but the biggest disruptor of the system that we have ever had. If it's happening under Donald right. Trump, of all people, you got to burn the whole freaking thing What's happening down. now with it, Joe in the White House? Exactly. What will we learn in 2030 that happened in 2022, right. truly, through right. COVID? What right. will we learn then? What will we learn then after they sat around the table and said, how many Americans do we terminate? Yeah. What's yeah. the number? Yeah. You know, why don't why don't we hear anybody talk about the 
trilateral agreement that was signed between Joe Biden, Spain and Mexico, where Biden accounted for they'll take 7 million migrants before he leaves office, if he leaves office. They signed an agreement with Spain and Mexico, where the Mexican president said, bring them, bring them from Europe, pump them in. This is the stuff that's happening to your point under Trump. So when Trump said, I'm going to drain the swamp, you don't know. The sw- yeah. It's all swamp. Yes. Yes. It's all swamp. And that's not to knock that's not to knock Trump because I no. don't think I mean one man it's not Can't possible for one that. man to, to know. I mean, he doesn't have the time to go through and yeah. search every single person's phone and emails or and the all allies. of that. He has I, right, exactly. Which is why you have to burn the whole thing down, which I know this guy is like Yeah, I've been mad. I've only been with the education department. I have been talking about years, that for your last so. decade. So yeah, <laughs> that's that. <laughs> um, all right, we gotta take a quick break. We'll be back with more, but we wanna thank our sponsor, Eden Pure. So if you have odors in your home that maybe you just can't get rid of, you can get rid of Literally any disgusting odor with the Eden Pure Thunderstorm air purifier. It gets rid of even like cigarette odors from cigarette smoke. You know, those things, if you don't have a thunderstorm air purifier, that smoke smell is never leaving your house or wherever it is that you need to get it out of. Maybe you got litter boxes, trash cans, mildew smell in your basement, whatever the case may be, you've got to get this. It starts working in seconds to clear a room of any odor. And there's no, you don't have a filter that you have to replace. There's no filters involved. All right. It is that easy. There's over 350,000 already sold with thousands of five-star reviews online. You know, it's going to work. I personally am one of those five-star reviews because we have those in our home. We've got litter boxes. We've got children. We've got pets. We've got it all. And every time I walk in my home, I'm like, it actually smells clean in here thanks to my Thunderstorm air purifier. You can save $200 right now on three Thunderstorms for whole home protection. That is three units for under $200. If you go to EdenPureDeals.com, enter discount code Sarah. That is EdenPureDeals.com, discount code Sarah. House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan, Congressman Tom and Massey, and Congressman Dan Bishop sent letters to the heads of mega investment firms BlackRock, Vanguard, State Street, and the Glasgow Financial Alliance for Net Zero Coalition, calling on them to explain their corporate environmental, social, and governance, of course, ESG, efforts that could violate federal antitrust laws. In the letter, they say they're conducting oversight uh, of antitrust laws. They say we write because all of these companies are potentially potentially violating U.S. antitrust law by coordinating their members' agreements to decarbonize their assets under management and reduce emissions to net zero with potentially harmful effects on Americans' freedom and economic well-being. Accordingly, to advance our oversight and inform potential legislative reforms, we write to ask these companies to produce relevant documents and information. Um, I think that this is like... The House GOP trying to do everything that they can to prevent all of these woke companies from destroying the country from within. We will see if it produces anything. Usually, typically with a letter, I'm like, ooh, a letter. But then it's also like, well, what are you going to do? Nothing. It starts with a letter. We'll see how far it goes. But uh, certainly the, uh, the woke ESG diversity efforts of BlackRock, Vanguard, State Street, all of these corporations is um, it's not good. And... I think we might have more on that coming, coming soon. Soon. Maybe some personal. Some personal. Knowledge. Knowledge and damning information mm-hmm. on BlackRock mm-hmm. uh, soon. And it will come here, nowhere else. But Sarah, tying this story and the previous story together, the banks are getting a pass. Mm-hmm. 
If you think of hunters receiving money through a bank account, why are we not looking into Morgan Stanley, JP Morgan Chase? Why, wh they get a pass. You know, where's their accountability for saying, well, hold on one second here, things are happening. BlackRock is flat out anti-American, is an enemy of the state at this point, and, and we will talk about that. Um, and it's time that they find pressure. To your point on the letter, if the letter highlights constitutional violations and the letter highlights, it's basically like a case law letter, that then hopefully an attorney general, which is why it's so important that you have attorney generals in states that will actually prosecute, uh, AKA Ken Paxton, who sued Biden 22 times, that's now indicted himself by his own people, mind you, and there's no one else. We haven't had an attorney general, Eric, even under Trump, that was willing to actually fight for the American people. Barr didn't, Sessions didn't, none of them. They were all cowards. Because a letter like that to Congress to then have an AG that says, okay, wait a second, I'm going to, I'm going to prosecute on this. I'm going to indict, bring people in front of, you know, judiciary committees and, and let's go, come on BlackRock, bring your CEO on the hot seat. Not happening because law and order has like, like a canary flown the coop, it's gone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, first of all, anything that Thomas Massey is a part of is worth looking into because to me he is the best of the uh, reps that exist. It's not even close either. Uh, so anytime you got Massey showing up and putting his name on anything, mm -hmm. it's, it's worth uh, considering what in the hell is going on. Look, with this whole BlackRock, the same thing for, for Vanguard and all these sort of investment firms that seem to have their, their hands on a little bit of everything to try to um, sort of influence, like you say, a lot of these institutions and um, uh, other massive businesses uh, as well. That's kind of where the whole ESG thing thing came from. It's a way to like get everybody on the same page and they're kind of dangling a carrot in front of all of the businesses because of it. However, even them, I think it was, was it BlackRock CEO that came out the other day? It was like, we don't even yes. like using the term ESG anymore because it's starting to, mm -hmm. it's coming with bad, bad connotation. So they're perfectly aware. So I, I think that um, the, the spread of information is aiding the American people into figuring out what in, the, what in the world is going on. And I think for some people, the uncertainty is where a lot of people get, get fearful of. Because as you start to see these, these companies basically implode, we see what's going on with Disney as an example. And it, it comes with a set of uncertainty, like what that looks like. See, that's the part where I deviate from basically a lot of the politicians and all that. Because I don't give a damn about that. If they don't want to, even if it is for an ESG score or a, a pat on the back, if they're going to destroy themselves because of it, let them. Like, let them. Allow them to do that. I don't want to get in any of these guys' way to destroy um, them, them themselves all for what? What, to, again, like, to, it's a corporate back pad is essentially all that they're doing it for. And I think what happened is, which is why the whale's starting to run a little dry for some of these companies, is because they were banking that this was something that they were going to be able to pimp the other American people into doing that don't belong to these businesses, but they're losing too much. Mm -hmm. Like this, do, do people not understand what's going on with Disney right now? What we're seeing right now with Disney is unprecedented. Mm -hmm. They, their one moneymaker, as a prime example, their one moneymaker was their parks. Their parks right now, they're selling stuff like half off, tickets lower than they've literally ever been. They just had the worst 4th of July attendance ever in the last 10 years, let's say that, right? That's not sustainable. 
They are holding L after L after L. They ain't got enough money to give them, to keep them afloat, which is why they're like, we got to start writing stuff off. Crater, take it off. We invested 50 million in, into a Willow. Get that stuff off of Disney, Disney Plus. They are losing literally billions. Not, not like a couple of million here, billions per quarter on Disney Plus streaming services alone. There ain't enough money to go around for them to keep throwing it at that. And that's where it backfired. Mm -hmm. They didn't think it through. And this includes back. Just because they're rich don't mean they can't be stupid. Because I think they overstepped their boundaries in thinking that the American people were just going to yeah. go along with it. Yeah. So we want to pimp everybody. We want everybody to get in on this, all this other nonsense, D-I-E, or, or die. Let's put it the other way around. <laughs> but we want everybody to get in, in, involved in this. And they thought that people were still just going to be like, okay, fund them. So they get, the, everybody's breaking bread, right? You're not only getting paid, but you're, you're, uh, you're, you're pimping the American people into believing these sort of ID ideas that you want them to believe or adopt them at minimum. That's not working. Mm -hmm. It's not working. So they messed up there. And this is why I say if it is going to implode, care. I can do without Disney. I can do without mega corporation yeah, here, no, mega corporation. Sure. I can do without all of that stuff. And just because it comes with uncertainty, I think that's where the fear is for the American people because they're like, what does it look like? Right. What happens when these people fall? These all these you got millions of people that are going to be out of jobs. The way I see it is we'll adjust. Let's done it before. Out. Let's, Let's figure out. it out. Let's find out. To, to Eric's yeah. point, Yaku, uh, I find it fascinating on Bloomberg.com when they are reporting this particular uh, news story. They do have in their in their subheader, it says Republicans have made a tax on ESG, a 2024 campaign issue. Well, who started that? Because I would say that the, all of these companies with their ESG policies, all of the wokeism that is infecting all of these corporations is what made it a 2024 issue. A hundred percent. Because because to Eric's point, you've gone after the American individual and they're now pushing back. Right. And that's always what I've been yelling for three years on this show is Stop being the silent majority. You actually hold the power. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You actually hold the power. As big as BlackRock is, we're still bigger yeah. together. Yeah. Look at Bud Light. When you oh, move yeah. as a unit, you strike a death blow. But, Eric, what we're going to reveal that Sarah's talking about that's coming is BlackRock is pivoting. Because they know. And they're moving very nefariously in another direction to come after the American citizen. But here's what needs to happen in mass now. The individuals are moving, states now need to move. You've had two states pull their funds, their trust out of BlackRock. And now we're talking about monster chunks. Yeah. You're talking about when the firefighters trust pulls out, when major or when the you know, National Sheriff's Association or those guys start saying, excuse me, we're pulling out of BlackRock. We're gonna go to smaller, that's when you're gonna see you're going to see blood sport, and it is happening yeah. because the American individual fought back first. And then we need to learn from this. Yeah. How did we take schools back in South Lake? The mom, mama bear rose up. How do we stop trans you know, shows for kids? The individual. So as the American people start fighting back, so, so lesson not learned and failed through COVID. We didn't fight back yeah. as the people. We wanted the state to fight for us, yeah. right? Uh-uh. You fight, you force the state to fight. Mm -hmm. Then these big corporations will fall. Yeah.
Amen. All right, we got to take another quick break. We'll be back with more, but we want to thank our sponsor, Relief Factor. So Relief Factor is there for those of you who, if you just, you have some sort of physical pain, maybe you have arthritis, maybe, you know, you've got some knee problems, some neck problems, back problems, whatever the case may be, you need to try Relief Factor. I use Relief Factor for my uh, disc problems in my neck and my spine, and it works for me. It works for Glenn. It's worked for all of the people that I know who have tried it, it's worked for because it's it targets the inflammation in your body, which is not only the chief cause of pain, but it's also a factor in many other diseases, by the way. So it's always important that you keep your inflammation markers in check. But if you can do that and also get out of pain, it can be life-changing. You need to try it. It's all natural. And uh, 70% of the people who order their three-week quick start that they have go back to keep ordering more because it's working for them. It can work for you. Like I said, it's $19.95 for this three-week quick start. Okay, but you will know after you try it if it's going to work for you or not. It's relieffactor.com where you can get that. I'm telling you guys, if you're living in pain, it is worth this three-week quick start pack. Go to relieffactor.com. of a fallen New York City police officer that Mayor Eric Adams has claimed he carries with him in his wallet all the time has been called into question after a report surfaced that the photo was manipulated. Now, this is a photo that depicts the late New York City police officer Robert Venable, who was killed in the line of duty back in 1987. And um, just for reference... Mayor Adams has like he constantly he has brought this up in numerous press conferences just as like a, you know, a tug at the heartstrings of just like I carry this picture around of this. He was my friend. He does it all the time. Here's one of those instances. Watch. It was devastating. I couldn't I couldn't help but to think about, uh, you know, Bernard, my brother. And, you know, I said the other day about Robert Venable. I still think about Robert. I keep a picture of Robert in my wallet. Uh, We were going away. We're on our way to we were on our way um, to take a trip together, and as I heard the commissioner speak, there you go, more than one. Reached into my pocket, and I pulled out this photo. There it is. This photo is Robert Venable. Oh, that looks like an old picture. He was one of my closest friends when I was a transit police officer. Robert died when he was shot in the head while responding to a job. We were going away that week and go on vacation together. Well, according to sources within the mayor's office, the photo has not actually been kept for decades in Eric Adams' wallet, as he tries to suggest. It was actually printed off of Google just last year and made to look old by pouring coffee on it to stain it brown. So that's, I would say, I mean, the, it's not stolen valor, I, there, I don't think there's a name for it. Nice. Very disgusting, though, to try to... Like, why not just say this is a picture of him? You don't have to stain it brown to make it seem like this was a picture from the 1980s that you've just carried around this whole time. The whole thing is reprehensible. And then, on top of that, uh, New York City Hall released a statement in response to this report that says, it is disgusting that the New York Times has chosen to have Robert Venable's friends and family relive the tragic murder of a loved one for nothing more than feeding its obsession with dissecting every single moment of Mayor Adams' life as the paper continues its unsuccessful campaign to paint the mayor as a liar. Uh, It's just like they also said, for decades, Mayor Adams has carried a picture of his friend who died in the line of duty, and the Times' efforts to attack the mayor here would be so laughable if it were not so utterly offensive. I mean, but he did lie. 
like that wasn't a picture that he carried around in his wallet. And instead of just acknowledging the truth, they just double down on the disgusting lies. But I guess we should uh, we should just be, I don't know, used to that by now. It's such a weird thing to to lie about. Mm-hmm. I don't understand what the point. That's what I'm saying. Like, is, why not like, just why not just print the picture and say this is a picture yeah, of him? That why 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 stain it? Done, and he's saying that he's cleared it in his wallet for at least a significant amount of time. I don't know. I haven't paid attention to anything. It is that you know, certainly when he was running, if this was something that he was he was always bringing up or had brought up in the past through via conferences or whatever speaking engagements that he may have had. Either way, it's just a bizarre thing to. To, to lie about, especially if they went out of their way to make the picture look older so that they could perpetuate the life. That actually happened. That's insane. And um, you, you got to be a certain type of individual to lie about something like mm-hmm. that. Um, I don't understand it. I'm not sure what the angle is there. Yeah, it, it's it speaks of some some sort of a character flaw for sure. Um, and and. To what to what end? Yeah. To what to what end? We were gonna say, oh, that's a new picture. You could argue, I print a new picture every year. Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, what is the right. what is the deal? Right. It is. And if he's lying about that, what else is he lying about? It's the disingenuine yep. nature of the man. Mm-hmm. It's disingenuine, and so so now what? What else? What else is falsified? And where right. will you go? And how insecure are you truly? If really you think that buys you favor, mm-hmm. a coffee stain, oh, the age of the picture buys you validity, that, that makes your argument. I hate it when politicians, you know, even in a speech go, well, I met Susie and Susie loves corn. And I sat with Susie at lunch. We all sit with Susie's every day. Mm-hmm. What does it matter? I hate it when they do that, you know, and, and use it as of now, all of a sudden you're with me. You're my kind now. You're my guy because you carry an old picture and it's, it's it, look, it just speaks into the whole nature of that gang, birds of a feather. You can't trust a single thing they say. Not, well, none of it. Listen, I, when it comes to some sort of an argument between the New York Times and Mayor Eric Adams of New York City. I'm just rooting for injuries at this point. Like I don't have a right. dog in the fight. Deliver right? blows. Yeah, like I don't. I don't have a. I'm not picking sides. But I would say that it is epic levels of gaslighting for him to constantly bring this officer up, and then when the Times actually does report on mm. the disingenuous nature of what he's saying. He's like, well, how dare you make his friends and family relive all of this tragic stuff? It's like, you're, you're literally bringing him up at every press conference. You're Why is it my fault? <laughs> and, and who's the person that actually told the truth? That right. person need to reconsider his or her job. You may be in the wrong camp. Yeah, yeah. Who said, hey, by the way, man, we printed this uh, last week and I was told to throw some coffee on it, you know? <laughs> Who's that person? Let's highlight that person and say, you may not want to run with that cat. Well, (laughs) you have to imagine that um, Mayor Adams' office is trying to find that out right about now. They're trying trying trying. to find the leak and uh, plug that leak by, I'm sure, kicking them out of a job. I would say. Um, cancel culture. Yeah, uh, so, so let's let's do this. Let's go ahead and we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, I want to talk about um, the interesting uh, guidelines that YouTube chooses to... Hello. Hi there, YouTube overlords. We're going to talk about you guys here in a second. The interesting guidelines that YouTube chooses to um, live by. And I, I want to just 
Just want to show you their standards and see what you think about them. By the way, viewer discretion is advised for that uh, particular segment. want to thank our sponsor before we go to break. Bank on yourself. So if you've been given bad advice about your retirement savings, maybe you were told like, hey, max out your 401k. Well, the Wall Street casino loves to roll the dice with your hard-earned life savings. But the only thing that Wall Street guarantees is that they always get paid whether you win or lose. There is a better way to grow your retirement nest egg. This is bank on yourself. It's a guaranteed and predictable way to grow your hard-earned money. It's a retirement plan alternative. It gives you 100% control of your money and tax-free income in retirement. You don't need any luck, skill, or guesswork that is required. And your plan doesn't go backward when the markets tumble. Uh, Both your principal and growth are locked in. It's tax-free retirement income. You know what your tax rate is going to be in retirement zero under current tax law, which protects you from the coming tax tsunami. It's got built-in inflation protection. And with Bank on Yourself, your money is guaranteed to grow by a larger dollar amount every single year in both good times and bad. Guys, I talked to the folks over at Bank on Yourself. They explained to me how they are able to do this. It is really remarkable. Go get your a free report with all the details on how Bank on Yourself strategy adds guarantees, predictability, tax savings, and control to your financial plan. You can go to bankonyourself.com slash matters. I'm telling you guys, read about this. It is really incredible, and you really don't want to squander your money right now uh, with Wall Street. It is bankonyourself.com slash matters. YouTube, who, you know, by the way, demonetized this yep. channel, our entire channel for, you know, I don't know, what a misgendering, whatever, I don't know, being mean to, to trans people, I don't know, whatever we did that particular day to piss off uh, YouTube overlords. But they also have determined that uncensored footage of uh, male genitalia does not in fact, violate its terms of service. There is a video that was posted last month by gay sex educator Kevin Leonardo called Removing Butt Hairs Using NAR Cream, a visual guide, which has been seen over 14 million times, showing him exposing his testicles and his anus while, of course, demonstrating how to remove his butt hairs, I guess. Uh, And on July 2nd, Team YouTube on Twitter confirmed knowledge of the video they, they're here. Go back. There we go. There it is. So it says, is this allowed on YouTube? Okay. She's asking about it. And then go ahead. Team YouTube responds. Sorry to hear this. Have you already reported this content? If not, the first step is to do that here. Oh, oopsies. Upon review, we have determined that the video in question is not violative of our adult content policies, but may not be appropriate for viewers under 18. In this case, we have placed an age restriction on the video, uh, to which this Twitter user responded, posting your genitalia on YouTube is okay, but misgendering someone isn't. They said, well, While we understand your frustration, it's important for us to maintain a balance between free speech and protecting our community. So content that doesn't violate our policies will remain up. Thanks for understanding. Um, I don't understand, actually. I don't understand that one at all. Mm -mm. Can anyone help me with that? It was so weird, man. And they're going the direction of, I'm getting reminiscent of both Twitch as well as um, YouTube of, of Blockbuster. And what happened with, with Blockbuster, a lot of people don't understand, they actually had, there was a point in time where they actually could have got Netflix and they got too cocky, a bunch of old heads that thought they could figure it out and they could never be competed with. And I don't know if that's because of, yeah, it is attached to Google and Alphabet and you're not going to get rid of all of them. But, you know, they're opening up this market and you're seeing this happen with a lot of different um, like industries right now where the leaders in that industry are just shooting themselves in the foot 
inconsistent policies um, that just allow someone else when generally they would never look the other. They would never look another way and say, I consider something else as a video platform. Like, we, you know, we talk about Rumble and, and, and their growth as of recent. A lot of that is attributed to actually, I'd argue <laughs> most of it is attributed to YouTube's own moronic policies. And people finally being like, I would like something else. So even if it's half as good, I'd much rather at least pay attention to that. And Rumble's had some huge signings as of recently in the in the streaming space as well. They're gaining ground, much like Kick is doing right now with Twitch. You know, it's the same thing is happening. But again, that demand only happens if you do something wrong. And that's what I'm most intrigued by this whole entire entertainment industries as well where they're like doing themselves in and i guess they just believe that we're on top right now and we always will be there and if history shows us anything that's not true that's not how it works you can be around for 50 years and then all it takes is something that quick and next thing you know you're going under so it's going to be very intriguing to see what alternatives continue to pop up as they let someone show their stuffs uh on youtube and say that it's not a policy violation when you know it you couldn't do that yeah and and this is just the video that is caught and the video that is complained about there's millions of images and youtube for the most part has skated past um ridicule for a long time netflix didn't and it really started going downwards with cuties and etc oh, yeah. and the others haven't right even even twitter but netflix but youtube has skated around it's time but I go again. And if you watched the show yesterday, Yaku's a broken record. I'm going to spin this record back. I'm going to play it back until we do something. Section 230 has got to go. These people have federal air cover. They've got air cover to do whatever to go. It's our policies. So a guy's genitalia is okay. And now that video, not all content, that video is now 18 and over. But the other 2 million, 3 million videos of other genitalia, and mind you, if you now pay attention, this is what's happening. You now have a CBD gummy company on YouTube advertising a CBD gummy for, man, for men, okay, for male health, CBD gummy. And when you scroll the website, it is literally men's genitals, saying that it enhances genitalia. It doesn't. It's a sales tactic, but it is three-year-olds can get it. Five-year-olds can go on the site. So they're weaving pornography and pornographic material and sexual deviancy into everything. That's why you can't misgender because they must sexualize everything and have ding-dong hanging stuff out in, in public. And if you catch his video, good, we'll slap an 18 plus on that video. But the rest of it, can fly, right? Mm -hmm. It is it is proliferated the platforms. It's everywhere. It's not just a video. It's now in products that are being sold. Mm -hmm. It's it's sick. They know about it. Uh, until we hit back as the public and make it hurt financially, because that's the god they serve, Eric. Oh, yeah. Yeah. they serve Absolutely. the Benjamins. Absolutely. All right, we got to take a break. Hang tight. We'll be right back. week at the 2023 Essence Festival of Culture, Vice President Kamala Harris was asked a pretty simple question. Uh, how do you define culture? Well, here was her response. Well, I think culture is, it, it is a reflection of our moment and our time, right? 
and okay. and and present culture is the way we express how we're feeling about the moment. And and we should always find times to express how we feel about the moment that is a reflection of joy because every it, you know it comes in the morning. She's still going. <laughs> <laughs> still going. We have to oh, find here comes the ways to also express the way we feel about the moment in terms of just having language and, and, and a connection <laughs> to how people are experiencing life. And I think about it in that way, too. Uh, Do you? I don't think you think much at all, actually, Kamala. Oh, my gosh. They're, you're vice president, gentlemen. Yeah, it's just another term that I think people use a lo- very loosely and, you know, when pressed to, hey, define it, at least is how you use it, and often people can. I mean, it's not that difficult. It's just a bunch of shared traits and but listen to listen to what she's saying. She <laughs> mentioned feelings three or four times, and it's today. It's yeah. fluid. Yeah. We're not. This is America. Yeah. Our culture's not fluid. I've, she's on some. I think we found the cocaine culprit, and yeah. it wasn't Hunter. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.